Welcome to Global Chat, Aeon's podcast that helps you navigate the employee benefits landscape around the world. Today is October 28th, and we will be discussing Brazil. Hi, my name is Francis. Hello, everyone. I'm Sarah, and I will be your co-host. And I'm Leticia, your fact checker for the day. And the three of us will take you on a benefits journey around the world. So let's get started. Francis, why have we chosen Brazil? There are several reasons, Sarah. First, many organizations have a presence there. Second, the cost of supplemental benefits is one of the highest in the world. And that is something that companies can control to some extent and should be aware of. Finally, the cost of providing benefits is increasing rapidly. I bet that companies that have done their research are very intrigued by the escalating costs. So we chose Brazil because everyone is there, it's costly, and costs increase rapidly. We want to make our listeners aware of some of the potential challenges they'll find. We also thought it would be a good opportunity to share some of the most prevalent benefits and practices in the country. This totally makes sense. I suggest that we start by setting the cultural stage I mean, before we jump into benefits, what do you think our listeners should know about the country? Maybe we can start with some fun facts about Brazil. Good idea. What do you have for us, Leticia? I have many fun facts. By the way, all the information that we'll share today is courtesy of our Aeon research team and our talented colleagues in Brazil. So are you ready for the first fun fact? Yes. Okay. Did you know that the official name of Brazil is the Federative Republic of Brazil. No, I didn't. Mm -mm, I'm learning. Well, many people think it's just Brazil. Um, so let's talk size. We know that Brazil is a large country, right? What you probably don't know is that Brazil is the fifth largest country in the world. Brazil has 3.3 million square miles divided into 26 states. And just for reference, the United States has 3.8 million square miles divided into 50 states. Brazil is almost as large as the U.S. I didn't know. Interesting, right? So another fun fact. Sao Paulo is the largest city by population in Brazil. That's probably why many people think that Sao Paulo is the capital, but it isn't. The capital is Brasilia, and it has been the capital only since 1960, which is pretty recently, if you think about it. Good to know. In terms of population, Brazil has approximately 213 million people. And that ranks them as number six around the world. What about their currency, Leticia? So the official currency in Brazil is the Brazilian real, which roughly translates to five Brazilian reals per U.S. dollar. So to put that into context, the average salary in Brazil is 50,000 Brazilian reals per year, which is approximately 10,000 U.S. dollars. Now, that seems like a very small amount. But is the general cost of living not lower too? For sure. And to give you some cost of living context, a gallon of milk in Brazil will cost $2.36. That same gallon of milk in the United States will cost $3.45. Um, in Brazil, milk will cost you close to 30% less than in the United States. Oh, this example definitely puts things into perspective. Yes. Um, another interesting fact is that the official language in Brazil is Portuguese. But because the country is in South America, many people believe that Spanish is widely spoken there. Unfortunately, it is not. However, many people do speak Portuñol, 
which is a mixture of Portuguese and Spanish, but definitely more Portuguese than Spanish and not recognized as an actual language at all. More of an international dialect to help them communicate with their neighboring countries. Fascinating. Thanks for sharing, Leticia and Francis. Now, what do you think an employer should know if they are trying to understand the employee benefits landscape in Brazil? The first aspect is to understand the social security system and what other benefits are legally required. I agree with you. There is this perception that being competitive in countries outside the U.S. means to simply provide government-mandated benefits. What can you tell us about that, Francis? Well, nothing could be further from the truth. In fact, in most countries, companies will provide some sort of supplemental employee benefits because either the level of social benefits is inadequate or the eligibility is too restrictive. In Brazil, Social Security will provide retirement benefits, survivor's pensions, and disability pensions. But the amounts might be limited by salary ceilings. When it comes to healthcare, the national health system provides clinical, surgical, maternity, and dental services in hospitals and other facilities operated by the national health system. It also fully reimburses certain drugs. The problem is that there are long waits, a lack of equipment, and a service which is deemed inadequate. I also want to note that employers in Brazil are required to contribute to the Guarantee Fund for Accrued Service. If you want to improve your Portuguese, this is the Fundo de Garantia por Tempo de Servicio, or FGTS. It's a government savings plan for a pre-funded severance benefit. That's a lot of good information, Francis. And now that we have a very basic understanding of mandated benefits, why don't we take our listeners through some of the supplemental benefits that employers typically provide in Brazil? We can use the information available in Aeon's Country Benefit Snapshots. By the way, listeners, stay tuned until the end to find out how you can receive a free copy of our Benefit Snapshot for Brazil. Okay, let's start with retirement benefits and work our way through the various types of supplementary benefits. All right. So about 50% of employers offer a defined contribution retirement plan, which allows employees to contribute between 4.5% and 6% of their base salary. Employers then match whatever the employee contributes at 100%, and those savings will gradually vest over time with full vesting reached after eight years of participation in the plan. Sarah, let's explain to our listeners what vesting means. Does this mean that if you leave after, say, four years, you will only get a portion of what the employer saved for you? Correct. And such retirement plans are typically offered by insurance companies. They will also have different types of funds to invest the contributions in. This seems rather technical. Do employers manage these plans directly with the carriers or do they get some form of outside support? No, employers typically do not do this by themselves. They would usually hire a consultant who can help them find the right retirement provider to administer the plan or manage the investments. So, Francis, what do you say if we look at healthcare now? Yes, good idea. As I mentioned earlier, the national health system provides healthcare benefits, but the service is deficient, long waits, lack of equipment, etc. Virtually all national and multinational companies offer some form of supplemental medical coverage to their employees. 
Because of this, Brazil is the second largest private medical insurance market in the world, followed by the United States. Typically, there are two or three plan levels. The coverage is generally identical. The difference is in the network of providers and reimbursement limits. When it comes to dental programs, approximately 90% of multinationals offer dental programs. The employer typically offers a basic plan, and half of the companies, employees can upgrade with an additional contribution. Francis, who pays for that? Does the employer pay for that? There are exceptions in certain industries, but in general, companies pay the full cost to cover employees' independence, yes. And there's a reason for that. The moment an employee makes a contribution towards their healthcare coverage, employees will acquire the right to remain covered even after termination. This impacts the rates that employers will pay for people that remain active. And that creates a long-term liability for employers. And employers want to avoid employee benefit liabilities on their balance sheets if possible. One note, if contributions made by an employee on behalf of dependents alone will not generate this right to continue in the health plan. I don't think many employers are aware of that, Francis, so thank you for bringing this up. Another factor that employers tend to want to learn about is what it means for them to offer medical benefits to employees in multiple states. Any information you can share with us, Francis? Yes, and this is when it becomes interesting. As Leticia mentioned, Brazil is a large country. Many insurers have a large network of providers in major cities, but not so great in remote areas. On the other hand, some specialty insurers are focused on those remote areas. As a result, it's not uncommon for an employer to have two separate insurance plans, one to cover employees in major cities and a second to cover employees in remote areas. Thank you for sharing all this healthcare information, Francis. Should we move to life insurance and disability benefits now? Yes, and this has been a hot topic because of COVID-19, as you know. Most employers provide death and disability benefits to supplement Social Security, but some 10% do not. The increased number of death and disability cases due to COVID-19 has brought this benefit, this insurance, to the attention of senior people at organizations. As a result, we see companies have added this benefit or are considering it. The benefit payout in case the employee dies is typically a lump sum equal to 24 times the monthly pay salary of the employee. When a death is caused by an accident, the payout will be doubled. So again, Francis, is this going to be fully paid by the employer, just like healthcare? Yes. Employers will purchase group life insurance to provide this benefit, and a premium is usually fully employer-paid. What about any coverage for the spouse and children of employees? In Brazil, employers will also provide coverage in case of death of the employee's spouse or the employee's children. Usually, this is 50% of the employee's sum assured for the spouse and 10% for the children. As we travel the world via our podcast, Sarah, our listeners will see that spouse and children coverage is rather uncommon around the world. Only in a few countries, employers will provide supplementary benefits in case of the death of an employee, spouse, or child on top of what the government provides. Those are very interesting information. And I would say that disability benefits are somehow related to the death benefits you've just talked about, Francis, and I can explain here. By law, employers are required to provide 15 days of sick leave at full pay in Brazil. It's not common to continue pay beyond those days. 
After that, Social Security will provide a disability pension, which is a proportion of the employee's salary up to a maximum. And we see that about 70% of employers will provide an additional benefit in case of total and permanent disability, usually equal to the death benefit, which is 24 times the employee's monthly base salary. With all these types of plans, I can understand that it's not easy for employers and that they sometimes struggle to find the right local insurance company. Aside from that, negotiating plan renewal terms or ensuring plans are compliant with local legislation also requires the right expertise. Sarah, do you have any tips you could share with our listeners on how to do this more efficiently? The good news is yes. This process is much simpler if clients engage a local broker like Aon to help them through these activities. A firm such as Aon can help clients in the selection and placement of medical and other types of supplementary benefits. But also, and maybe even more important, this broker or consultant can analyze claims and identify themes or trends around the medical conditions that are affecting a client's specific population. This, in turn, allows the employer to take certain actions to address and even improve the overall health of their employees. I almost feel like I have to insert an Aon commercial here. (laughs) (laughs) This section is sponsored by Aon. We provide our clients with advice and solutions that give them the clarity and confidence to make better decisions to protect and grow their business. Aon, better data, better advice, better decisions. (laughs) You're so funny, but you're right. Sarah, what else should our listeners know? I think I can share some information on paid time off, which is highly valued by employees, including ourselves. So in Brazil, employers tend to follow statutory requirements for vacation, marriage, maternity, and paternity leaves. This means providing 30 calendar days of vacation after one year of service, three days of marriage leave, 120 days of maternity leave, and five days of paternity leave. We also see that meal vouchers are prevalent, and the average monthly voucher is approximately 120 US dollars. Company cars are also commonly offered as a benefit for senior management. If we look at termination of employment benefits, well, employers typically do not supplement the benefit that is paid from the contributions they make to the FGTS, which is the government savings plan you referred to earlier, Francis. Yeah, so we've covered a lot here, so I have a quiz for you. Bring it on. Any idea of the estimated cost to provide all these benefits we've discussed? Well, I think I need a calculator, but I'm tempted to say it's about 25% of pay. More. An employer will spend about 35% of pay for Social Security and other payroll taxes, and an additional 10 to 15% of pay to supplement retirement, medical, and life and disability benefits. Do you mean a total of at least 45% of pay in addition to the base salary? That's right. And a portion for supplemental medical benefits is about 8%. And here's the tricky part, Sarah. The inflation rate in Brazil is projected to be 4%. But the rate at which medical expenses are expected to increase, the medical trend rate, is much higher. 
for 2022, it is estimated at 12.3% compared to 4% for inflation, as I mentioned. At this point, Francis, I'm pretty sure that our listeners are wondering why they should care about this. Can you tell us, please? Because of the compounding effects. Let's say an organization has a $1 million payroll. The cost to provide benefits to the employees will be 450000 of which 80000 is for supplemental medical benefits. So 8% of a million dollars. Correct. So if the benefits trend rate is 12%, the next year, medical benefits will cost that same company 90000 instead of $80,000. Wow, $10,000 more than this year. Exactly. So five years down the road, the overall medical benefits expense will increase exponentially. In fact, it will double in six years unless that employer finds ways to reduce the trend. This is all very interesting information, Francis, but I must say, rather complicated too. I agree. This is why we advise employers to find a local expert they trust to help them navigate these sometimes bumpy waters. Smart advice. So what else do you think our listeners should know about Brazil? Why don't we call in our fun fact checker and learn some more? Sure. Leticia, let's hear some more fun facts. I thought you'd never ask. So did you know that football... I mean, the soccer version, not the Tom Brady version, is by far the most popular sport in Brazil. Oh, yes. I've heard a lot about this from our colleagues in Brazil. But did you know that the men's Brazilian national soccer team has won five World Cup championships, which is more than any other team in the world? That's quite a lot. Yes. They currently rank second in the 2021 FIFA standing. And uh, Francis, do you know who number one is? Of course, Belgium. In fact, I looked it up yesterday and we are still number one, nonstop since September 2018. Now I wonder where Mauritius ranks, but it's first in my heart. Go Mauritius, we have faith in you. (laughs) Here's another one of my fun facts. Do you know how many airports there are in Brazil? I have no clue, but uh, I think I want to go on vacation now. (laughs) And Brazil would be a perfect place for that. So there are 4,100 airports in Brazil, making it the second country with the most airports in the world. So who is number one? The United States. We have over 20,000 airports here. Wow, I'm telling you, the things you learn on this podcast are just mind-blowing. Thank (laughs) you for sharing, Leticia. So Francis, let's get back to benefits. How can our listeners get more information about employee benefits in Brazil? It's pretty simple. Our listeners just need to send us an email at globalbenefits at aon.com. That is globalbenefits, one word, at aon.com. And we would be happy to answer any questions. In fact, if they subscribe to our podcast and email us, we will send them a free copy of Aon's Benefit Snapshot for Brazil as a thank you. That's awesome. Well, I do have one thing left to say before we drop. We would like to hear from you listeners. Please leave us a review and stay tuned for our next episode where we will uncover the mysteries of... Hang on. Francis, what's our next episode about? I've got a little surprise. I've been waiting for this all day. There are several good candidates, so we're going to pretend we're on the Wheel of Fortune and select the next country live. Of course, very fancy. Fancy. Here we go. C'est la France. It's France. Wonderful. I'm already looking forward to that. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. 
please leave a review and don't forget to join us on our next episode of Global Chit Chat.